to throw in some comedic relief. You know, again, we kind of point it back to curiosity, like, huh, I wonder why I do that. And having some fun and, and, and joy around it, because if you can do that, then you can personalize it a bit more and then start to actually work on it. tuned in to the always all in podcast with your host Stefan Catalan What up it's your boy Stefan with the always all in podcast and I'm here with a good friend of mine Desi Albeda Desi tell him who you are and what you do What's up people uh Steph thank you so much for inviting me on man uh I know we'll talk about this you know in the future I'm sure uh, we recorded a phenomenal podcast at some point last year, and I'll let you tell a little bit more, but uh, long story short, it didn't get posted, <laughs> and I'm sad about it. So the fact that I'm here, man, I'm I'm super, super excited. Uh, but hey, what's up to all your listeners? My name is Desi. I am a proud father, husband, and Latino, Latino dietitian entrepreneur. Uh, a lot of the things that I like to do as a dietitian is, is helping people to s- secure habits that are much more in fulfillment and, and doing things to, to their extent to where they're presenting themselves as their healthiest, highest, and happiest self. So um, I love the work that I do, man. So I appreciate you having me on. Uh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And with that being said, like, what, what is uh, something that you use, I guess, in a way of bringing value? Like, what is a tip that you use when people are down? Dude, you know, what's crazy. Like, obviously, you know, you and I are based in Arizona. So right. the sun is out most of the year. Right. And, and I don't know about you, but like the past like three weeks, it's been a little bit more gloomy. Uh-huh. And I would on- honestly hear this a lot from other people about like seasonal depression and right. seasonal just like in a funk. Man, I-, I-, I felt that these past three weeks. You know, the sun isn't coming up at 530 like it usually does. Like I'm trying to wake up with the sun. And then before you know it, I'm waking up at seven. And that kind of puts me in a funk because that's like an hour and a half that I've lost to replenish myself. Right. right. So um, I I think what's what's really helpful from the standpoint of a coach and a mentor is meeting people where they're at and helping to hold space for some of the I don't want to use the term negative, but some of the things that we don't like to feel. And I think mm. one of those things is just feeling in a funk. So to, to answer your question, Steph, like what I like to go back to is foundational habits, right? And and really asking them like, okay, so you're in a funk. You have some feelings that are really uncomfortable. You don't want to feel them. This totally makes sense. So let me normalize what's going on for you. And then let's take a look at how you're sleeping. Let's take a look at how you're eating. Let's take a look at if you're moving or not, the type of movements that you're doing. And then let's also take a look at how you think and how you feel. And if you actually allow yourself to feel those feelings, because albeit like we're talking about kind of being in a funk the last three weeks, you know, heading into 2022, um, it's okay to feel those things. Now where most people get stuck, and this is where people need the most help is just asking for help and being okay with that. Because I don't... I that's a vulnerability experience in itself. And I find that most people have a really hard time with just being vulnerable enough to be like, damn, I need help. I may not know where to turn, but I'm going to at least turn to the most safest person next to me. So I think that's where people really mess up, dude. And it's something that I, I try to mold everything that I do in any of my programs around that type of, that type of like malfunction, if you will. Man, that's crazy. And I mean, that, that's the nail on the head as far as like, okay, I got something going on and I'm going to hit up Desi, like just to, yeah. you know, or whoever it is, like whoever that person is, mm-hmm. it's that being 
open enough to to even communicate it you know and i yeah. think you know half the battle is understanding like all right i'm in i'm in a funk like let me just yeah you know as much as i try to fight it and and get out of it um you know it's seeming tough right now and so mm-hmm. i'm here here's where i am yeah. and just accepting that step and then once it's it's accepted like all right what's the plan all right well i'm gonna reach out i'm gonna see what happens here you know and yeah see about talking about that one of the things that i did before is, um, you know, I had a problem with that. And that was definitely, I don't know if it was from my ego or just my um, inability to, to ask for help, you know, and, and just say, I'm all right, I'm good, I'm tough, you know, or whatever perspective I had on mm-hmm. feelings, you know, because that's a whole nother conversation. And, and um, I would record it, I would just record myself on my cell phone, and just talk to myself. And it Dude. is wild. <laughs> it is wild just to like, be okay with it coming out of my mouth and like just to state it and say it and then replay it. Like, it's just a, like, there's something about that. I'm just yeah. releasing it, letting it go. You know, what's you know, what's really helpful. And, and this is kind of where like, you're talking about that too, is when we're trying to come from a place of understanding our thoughts and our behaviors, you, you talking about recording things, I think is so influential because if we record things like that and then listen to it, it more undoubtedly, like we're going to say to ourselves, like, damn, like, why am I so mean to myself? Uh, like we, we probably wouldn't hang out with someone if we were to like personify them in negative self-talk. Right. So if your negative self-talk became a person, you're not sitting down for coffee with that person. Like you're not inviting them. Like we just had the holidays. You're not inviting them over for pozole and tamales. Like it's right. just not happening. Like that person's an asshole, right? <laughs> I think what you're talking about there stuff is so, so, so important because sometimes we do need to be our biggest critic, but from the standpoint of creating curiosity, like, huh, I wonder why I say things like that to myself. Right. I wonder why I do insert X, Y, and Z type of habit that no longer serves you. So like, that's something too, man, that I really try to help people understand is the value of creating more curiosity versus judgment. Cause we're right. really good at judging ourselves. What I like to do is just push people into, let's be curious about why you do what you do. Right. And then we can start doing some work around it. If I'm unwilling to look into the mirror in one way or another, then mm-hmm. how am I going to grow? You know? And, yeah. and so I think asking the questions, where did that come from? Why do I talk down to myself like that? And yeah. you know, why did I just call myself a, a, a little B word in that moment? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just to be yeah. real, but at the same yeah. time, like, shoot, where did that come from? So like, that is, that is a question to write. So maybe journaling that, like I'm aware of something new, write it down. Like, okay, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do some work on that. Let me, let me discover like where that came from in my life. Yeah. And stuff like there's, you kind of know this too, man. Like there's humans are a really funny type of thing um because because there's comedy in and some of the mistakes that you make for yourself like you and i obviously recorded a podcast that that i felt was amazing (laughs) wait hold on let me go ahead and stop stuff i need Uh, you to tell that story go ahead (laughs) oh goodness so this i mean this podcast is going to be beautiful because they always are however there there is if there's this one highlight (laughs) feeling of like doing the biggest moment just just the just the concept of it, just to lay some context of what it felt like at the end of this podcast episode. We went at least a good 45 to, to 60 minutes in. And when it was done, I felt like I looked back at a race and I just crossed the finish line and it was the biggest race of my life and nobody was there. 
Like I turned around for this glory moment of cheering and nobody yeah. was there. Like what happened was it didn't record. And so we, <laughs> we just had a conversation like, like, God forbid, I hope this is recording and we get yeah. this content. But at the same time, um, this is what happened. We had a powerful conversation, pushed through a ton of value. And at the end of it, there, there was nothing to show for other than um, me and Desi getting to know each other for the first time. So yeah. I think that that was a powerful takeaway. That was a, an interview beyond interviews in itself. It was just a, yeah. you know, a way to walk away from that. Um, and then it was a learning lesson. Like, okay, here's exactly yeah. what I need to do for the next one. Because I, I felt like I was prepared and guess what? The opportunity had that been the one time that me and you got like, thank goodness <laughs> that we're here now. However, yeah. had that been the one time and, and you were like John Maxwell, not saying, you know, Desi's Desi and I'm proud and, and grateful to be here. However, yes, sir. <laughs> this was that moment with, with yeah. Tony Robbins or John Maxwell or LeBron yeah. James on the line here and, <laughs> and it didn't record, you know, this is that, you know, I forgot to grab the autograph. I forgot. Oh. <laughs> you know, what, you know, what's great about that too is like, obviously we were, I think we were doing it right as November was hitting. Right. And each and every November, I try to make a big push towards really engaging men's mental health. And you do one of the ways in which you honor that is you grow a bodacious mustache. Uh, Steph, you shaved your, your face into a mustache on air and we never <laughs> caught that. All right. I, 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 we, I tell that story because I think it's important for us to have some comedic relief with some of the ways in which we interact. I think, you know, I was just t telling you too, like, Hey, I got a new microphone. I hopefully I set it up correctly. Well, I just noticed that I didn't. So if, like audience members out there have heard some sort of sound change. This is me just being tech illiterate at times. Right. Right. <laughs> but again, like it, it kind of points back to like labeling the mistake and, and having some joy with it because we are imperfect creatures. So I think the more that we get comfortable with labeling things that we're doing or habits that maybe we're doing that really aren't serving us in the long run to so go ahead and label it and to throw in some comedic relief. You know, again, we kind of point it back to curiosity, like, huh, I wonder why I do that. And having some fun and, and, and joy around it, because if you can do that, then you can personalize it a bit more and then start to actually work on it. Because where most people mess up is they, they do it in isolation and they don't get help from it. And then they plague themselves with the judgment of not being able to do something. So there's just so much that goes into like, just have some damn fun. <laughs> Right. One thing that, that just popped up to me is what is the pattern on where these things are coming from? Like, are they all negative? Are they positive? And so like you having, you know, that comedic relief, I hope I said that right. It was a tongue twister for me, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it sounded good in mine. <laughs> okay. Good deal. So like, what if it was like, you know, calling myself a, a little B word and I'm, I'm just saying that like, um, Hey, I could have pushed harder on that rep or something like that. If I'm talking about fitness yeah. or something like that. And, um, you know, there's, somebody might've called me that in my life. And all of a sudden I take it to this negative place of like, man, you know, that wasn't a good experience or something like that. Yeah. So there's gotta be a way to turn that around and yeah. just like, Oh dad, you, you know, you didn't know what you're talking about. And you make a laugh about it because I would say that's where it came from, you know, or, mm -hmm. or this coach or something like that. And yeah. you make fun of it. So, you know, when it pops up again, you can put it back to the label where it came from and yeah. then turn it into something positive and use it. Because at yeah. the end of the day, it's, I mean, it pops up and if it pops up, you are going to use it for you or, you know, in a positive or a negative way. Yeah. I think, I think another layer there stuff too, is as you're talking about that, I mean, I think to such a huge degree that some of the negative self-talk that we participate in are oftentimes core wounds that we 
experience as as children or young adults. And I and I think the more that I become trauma informed, not only as like a coach and a mentor and a dietitian and a clinician, but the more that I become trauma informed in my life, the more that I understand not only myself but I also understand people. You know, and you asked me like, what's the foundational thing? And my first thought was, well, you try to meet the person where they are. It's kind of the same thing for ourselves, you know, because I'm a huge mental health advocate. There are things that I do in my business and working with people that simply cannot replace the use of, of a mental health professional. And I'm always really clear about that. Anyone that I have ever had in my programs, it is very likely at some point within the first 30 days, we are starting to talk about, hey, what are your thoughts on seeing someone for what's going on? Mm-hmm. And I think being able to do that is, is so, so, so influential. And it's it's incredibly hard work, but it's also very necessary. Yeah, I think it's powerful, especially the fact that, uh, you know, we're jumping into this topic here of, of mental health. You know, it wasn't even the plan. However, I think it's so important from man to man here and mm-hmm. having a, a support system, but then also be um, having some kind of foundation or a route because yeah. the, the biggest fear is like, you know, feeling stuck. And as we're seeing yeah. like death rates go up and, and, mm-hmm. you know, the world, we can throw in every factor that we want at the end of the day, though, we have, we have a mind and yeah. either we have control of it or we don't. And, mm-hmm. and, and with that is, is the awareness part of it. And like you just mentioned, it's like first looking in the mirror, diving deep for yourself is like having a, a yellow car buying a yellow slug bug and then seeing more slug bugs out there. Right. It's like, okay, now I can help more. I can be of service, um, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'm able to see it for myself first, you know, and I think that's important in any coaching realm or, or, you know, even just seeing another person where it's at, you know, I can hear you better on what struggles you might be going through. If I am open to listening to myself, now I can hear you and, and also label it, you know, for like, okay, this might be a path. Let's look into that. And just listen and be yeah. okay and like how hold yeah. compassion because you've been there. <laughs> you know, we're talking about comedic relief. Um, right. and I'm sure you know it's it's the time of the memes, right? Right. You know, one of the one of the ones that I saw I forgot what the the account is. I'm gonna have to hit you with it so you could possibly put it in the show notes. Nice. But uh one of the, it was like a like an adulting or a parenting account, and it said is like who thought it was a good idea to push me into adulthood. When beforehand, my parents were doing my laundry, <laughs> it's, it's likely that they were taking care of my finances. They were cooking me meals. And then all of a sudden at 18, I just had to figure it out. Well, guess what? I'm 35 and I have no idea what the hell. I'm doing. <laughs> and, and who set the, who set the bar on 18 was the number. Like, yeah. Right. Why can't like, I adulthood at 35? I still got a couple exactly, of years. Exactly. Exactly. But I just turned, I just turned 36, uh, like a couple of days ago. Um, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just trying to like do the best that I can. (laughs) Is that, and that's always the truth. I like, you can always just do, you know, the best that you can in every single moment that's presented. I think that that, that's huge, man. Um, your family, like, like just share with the listeners, like how (laughs) (laughs) you ready. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, I'm here. I am here. Yeah. So, uh, man, I, I've had to go through phases of how I explain, um, my upbringing. You know, and it's, and it's because of evolution and it's really because of like all of us really seeking healthier patterns within our bonds with one another and just like us individually. So, uh, how I usually start this uh, stuff. So I'm the oldest of five, there's four boys and a girl. Um, my, my younger three brothers are all kind of, uh, more in tech 
you know, they, they love what they do. My, my sister, who is the youngest is actually in her training to become a registered dietitian like myself. So like, we've all kind of like done similar things, you know, both of my parents are from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, they are second generation here. Um, you know, one of the things that has been really helpful to understand as it pertains to like how I grew up is, you know, with, with both of my parents, they were both, uh, products of alcoholic fathers. Mm -hmm. Um, and the way that I see it is, is a great deal of, of trauma, you know, from generation to generation. So, you know, they did the best that they could with what they had. And what has been really cool is, is to understand that, like, because of that reason, they didn't need to be perfect because my parents definitely weren't. And a lot of trauma happened at a very young age, really throughout uh, my life and throughout the, the lives of my siblings as well. And I think what's been really helpful is us kind of noticing that as each of us are starting to get married, starting to have kids, that we don't want to pass that on to the next generation. We do want to start having really uncomfortable conversations. We do want to start uh, holding each other accountable for ways in which we show up that aren't really helpful towards the long, the long run or the outcome of just like developing love within our family. Right. And what's been really cool about just sort of understanding that is also having conversations amongst all of us of like, how do we want to show up? And so I think the best way that I like to kind of talk about my family is, um, you know, we are products of uh, a lot of pain, a lot of love, uh, a lot of experiences of uh, seeing what not to do and, and really providing all of our family an opportunity just to continue to heal. So uh, a very long answer to your very short question, but that's generally where I go with it. <laughs> no, I, I think it's uh it's super powerful. And as we continue this like conversation, a number one, starting with mental health and B jumping mm -hmm. into, to family now. And I, I think these are, these are the, the, the important pieces of life and, mm -hmm. and with family, like even seeing like opposed to, to being upset, cause we're talking about negative thought processes or, you know, those can be a factor, um, you know, because there's, yeah. it's yin and yang, right. There's a positive and there's a negative. So if it were to go negative, the, the plan would be to, you know, see a parent for where they're, where they where they came from. Right. And, and yeah. know, know that I truly believe in my heart that, that everybody tries their best at this life. Yeah. And, and if you can just see that, you know, based off of their parents, like what if you just put yourself in their shoes, and, mm -hmm. you know, like live their life and, 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 uh, seen who were their parents and what if their parents were alcoholics and their parents are alcoholics, something like that. Yeah. And they like slowly chipped away at it and they, they did the best of what they could yeah. and gave you everything that they could in the process. And if you can just find all the good in that, then you can possibly let go of, of some of the hurt. Um, yeah. and just know that they, they try their heart as, as I would, as a father, you know, and, yeah. and do the best that I can out here and just hope and pray that, you know, my kids see me for the best version of me and, and not all the negative flaws that I wasn't, you know, yeah. and, and like how to communicate that to, to my kids seems like, you know, a, like, that it's, seems like the mission, like the journey, like it, <laughs> doing bro. everything that I can like to, to make your life the best, you know, and, and not perfect oh. at the same time. Like, what do I do? Those, th <laughs> those, those right there stuff are, are absolute facts, man. I, um, I like to think about that in the same pattern too. Like for my parents, I'm just so proud of them for where they came from and what they were able to do. And <clears throat> albeit they weren't perfect, they produced five really, really well-connected, healthy individuals that want to look to get better. And I, and I get reminded of that too. Cause like 
obviously it's been the break uh, for most of you know listeners that are parents out there that are sending their kids back. You're like, hell yeah, get the heck out of my house. <laughs> but last night it, it was it was it was really perfect for me to understand that I'm responsible for the way that I interact in situations, especially as it pertains to being a parent. You know, last night my daughter was super excited about going back to school. She's in bed for like two hours, not going to bed. So then finally, and this is kind of like how it's been since she came on this earth, you know, five years ago, like I'm the person that puts her down because, uh, I love my wife more than anything, but she is an absolute pushover sometimes. (laughs) Um, but I went in kind of like, you know, I'm going to bring in the big guns. Like daddy's going to go to sleep with you. And, And right away she was like, not happy. Like dad, I'll sleep alone, get out. And I, I had to cue, you know, cue my nervous system and be like, Hey, this is not a shot at you. She's really tired. Your responsibility right now is to be present and to help her to use her words, help her to decipher the feelings that she's feeling right now, because this is this is your responsibility. So I sat back and I was like, hey, what's actually going on for you? Are you afraid that daddy's going to yell at you? Like, what's going on? She's like, yeah, I am. It's like, ah, all right. So again, let me go ahead and label this. There are times that I probably yell at my daughter in which I, I need to do some work around. So I was like, I'll tell you what. I will rub your back and I'll cuddle with you and there will be no yelling tonight. How does that sound? And right, right then, like her little five-year-old defenses go down. It's like, okay, I need to go ahead and chip away and put that in my subconscious because Uh I need to make sure that I remind myself of this moment because it is my responsibility. And if I'm trying to be a better version of, of all of my past generations, I'm going to have to hold space for this little five-year-old's feelings and make sure that I'm there for it because that that's kind of like what we're trying to do, right? As parents. What if that's exactly what, you know, I'll speak for myself only, but what if, uh, you know, what if that, that was exactly what my dad was doing during his time. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he was, if he yelled and didn't catch it, then it just created this person who I will say, I want to be different, but I do the same exact things. You know, I'll yeah, raise my yeah. voice in the moment I raise my voice in the house, I could be on a winning pattern and yeah, it'll, shut, it'll, it'll shut it down. You know, I just, and yeah. st- I scored all these points, all, all two week winter break. And then all of a sudden, like, I sh- <laughs> yeah. you know, I just, I and lost I the game. Screwed up. <laughs> it was like, man, Antonio Brown, I just walked off the field. Like, you know, here's my shirt. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude. God. That, that is, that's uh, another, that's yeah. another podcast. Yeah, this is, uh, it's true. Mental health is real people. All right. That, that is a damn fact. And I think that's what we're hearing. When we're talking about this, this concept is it's just so it, it's so every decision is, you know, it goes left it goes right like what is that process like and yeah and, and with parenting i think that that is a big note that you just did though is is you said hold mm-hmm. on like you gave you gave your kid a plan on mm-hmm. what's going to happen next so they know what to expect yeah yeah and then you took you out of it so i'll speak for myself always but at the same time like the, my biggest trouble my biggest like the thing that that i lose games for is by getting offended I will, yeah. I will take, I'll take to offense. You know, these, I don't know why she doesn't want me in the bed. I don't know why, you know, yeah. she, she chooses, you know, I'd be and I'm at the, the best same, damn father here. <laughs> right. But it's like, Oh, you don't want me. I'm not worthy. I'm not enough. Like, what is, you yeah. know, what is all this shit? And then I start to go down this pattern. It's like, I'm losing it. Like all I had to ask is like, Oh, I realized that, um, you know, this is the way she wanted to go to bed or maybe she's yeah. afraid, afraid of this or like, yeah. You know, hey, why don't you want to do bath time? It's because it hurts my hair when you comb my hair a certain way. So, like, we're not really focusing on the 
I feel like you're in my home right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly how these conversations go. Yes. Dad, you're coming my hair too hard. Like, look, <laughs> I have to help you. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to the end result here as fast as possible. Yeah. yeah. Get your ass in bed right now. <laughs> and here's the why. Yeah, it, it is. It's tough stuff, but that's where it starts, right? They say that kids like become who they're going to be as adults, like zero to five, you know, like, yeah. like yeah. whatever the percentage is, they pick up all their habits and, and who they're basically going to be as an adult from this time frame and it's like man yeah. i didn't know what the hell i was doing and you know now you're an adult you know at that time and, yeah you know, i didn't figure it out till you're 15 and it was too late at that point that's all that, that's like during that time frame where, where they're kind of molding their healthy attachments right. and like as as parents and kind of like people leading them into that i mean even for those that aren't parents and you have like a young child in your life as an uncle or an aunt or, or whatever you know it, like that's that's the time that they're like creating their safety and, and their healthy attachments and it is our responsibility to hold space for that and to walk them through some of their real really rampant and uncomfortable emotions because as human beings, like we're the same freaking people, right? We all have uncomfortable emotions. Some of us better than others choose to create resources and choose to create opportunities to work through them and, and others simply just distract themselves. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's an ongoing thing. I'm right. glad you and I are saying the same things at well, bedtime. Damn and, it. <laughs> and, and that's basically it's, I mean, me and you from like, man, somebody else listening, you know, is, could be doing the same stuff. And, and so that's the purpose of having a conversation in the yeah. first place to open up the dialogue on, on, on some of these things. And so, you know, coming from man to man, also coming to communication and yeah. you know, from a mental health standpoint, you know, just internally and talking to other people, you know, whether it's in our yeah. family or not. So jumping into like your realm of expertise, um, let's go, you know, <laughs> so like, as we're going through these positive ways to, to take on life, I would say, you know, going into the family in the household what are what are some of the things that you do from a like your like a diet standpoint or your food standpoint like how do you feed your family because i know that food has such a big impact on the body yeah. and you know our energy and and so if we're if we're trying to maximize our positive experiences in life you know from a food standpoint what are yeah. what are some things that you focus on in your household that help set you guys up for more success Man, you know what? Like, I think the first thing stuff that comes to mind is like healthy modeling, you know, because I have gone through phases in my career. And, you know, when I when my wife and I both both first met, we were working in eating disorders. So right. she was the eating disorder therapist and I was the eating disorder dietitian. And one of the ground level things that we try to teach people is the importance of the family table. Right. And the importance of an inviting family table. And because like there's there's stats that are that have been piling up with research studies that show that families that actually sit down, have dinner, or have meals together, those same families are less likely to lose someone over suicide or less likely to lose someone over drug abuse. They're less likely to go to jail. There's like so much that comes from sitting down and sh and breaking bread with one another. So I think that was one thing that my wife and I really discovered early on is like what we're seeing with all of these eating disorder clients is that these families aren't talking. They're not sitting down to have meals. So like that was a ground level thing. Like we, as busy as we are and damn it past two years, I think that we've all, it's a new level of busy, right. <laughs> um, but no matter, no matter how busy we are, we try to at least have one meal together right. and we sit down and we do healthy modeling. And I think the other thing, Steph, and this kind of, as I've seen an evolution in my growth as, as a, as an entrepreneur and a professional, you know, even when I worked in major league baseball and with elite level athletes. I would be constantly talking about 
uh, nutrition, sports, sports, nutrition, sports and recovery, hydration. My daughter has heard me say that, that and if she was here with me right now, she would probably be yelling in the mic, dad, hydrate or dihydrate. Right. Because like when we try to like create her plate, you know, I'll be walking her through like, Hey, these, these carbs are really good for you when you're running or when you're riding your bike, right. this protein is helping you to create muscles. And so like when she gets a snack, she's five years old. I will ask her like, Hey, do you have your balanced plate? And then she'll rattle off like, okay, dad, these are my carbs. These are my protein. I don't have any fat and I need some color. Ah, and let me go get some fruit. And so like, it's stuff like that, where if you engage in healthy modeling, usually your kids are going to follow suit. And in most cases, what does happen is if you're someone who is not modeling in a way that is as authentic to you, or maybe you don't know how to do it, that's where the education needs to come in. Or that's where you need to start asking those questions. Like, right. am I doing the right thing as it pertains to helping to create kids who are, are not only really intelligent in the area of health and nutrition, but also have great relationships with food because there's, there's always going to be an area for dessert. There's always going to be an area for fast food. Like it's just, I try to minimize people's guilt about that because it's like, Hey, first of all, you're doing the best that you can. And second of all, I think it's an incredibly privileged place to come from in saying that everyone should be eating the same thing, mm -hmm. right? Because some of us have access to food differently. And some of us don't know, we don't have the same type of privilege as it pertains to education. So there's just so much that goes into it. And if you have those questions, this is where it just might be a great idea heading into the new year to, to reach out to an expert, like, Hey, ask the question. Hey, I don't, maybe I don't understand what I need to do for my kids. So can I get some education around that? Because, you know, the information is readily available. It's the application that most people need. And that's where mentors, dietitians, nutritionists, that's like, that's where they come. That's what they do. So right. There's just, it's such a layered question and I could talk about it for 60 <laughs> minutes, but I'm going to shut the hell up so that you can. <laughs> Goodness. So the, uh, I, I think that's powerful. You know, if somebody needed some guidance in healthy modeling or, you know, where to start, is there a way that they can reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think stuff, the, the areas that I am the most active on is, is Instagram, uh, you know, shoot me a follow at Desi Abeta, D-E-Z-I-A-B-E-Y-T-A, -E -E hit my link in bio and you can see all the ways in which, you know, I've, I've authored a book. You can pick that up. You can look at like different ways to work with me. You know, I'm going to be launching my, one of my first online courses of the year here this week. So there's just a, a bunch of opportunities there. Or, or if you're coming from TikTok, say what up at high performance mentor. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figured out really early on that I was like, man, I don't feel old as a, as a 36 year old, but when I log on the app, I'm like, shit, I, I am in fact old. <laughs> <laughs> I do no dancing on TikTok. I'm just yes. telling you that right now. No yes. dancing for me. <laughs> Goodness. Goodness. There's a, there's a challenge, challenge accepted. I want to push you on that one. There's going to be a 2022 <laughs> dancing video for sure. For I sure. can't do it, man. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't look good. I thought I was a good dancer until. Like, all right, never mind. <laughs> I am no longer a good dancer. <laughs> Take one hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, good deal, man. Well, shoot, hope, fingers crossed, and toes crossed that this bad boy of an episode hits, hits the streets, man. Just because I know that that together we, man, great minds think alike. I, you know, yeah. I hear that all the time. Birds of a feather flock together, and anytime you yeah. can get get together with somebody and just talk about life and, and push along. I think, you know, as we talked about parents and we talked about, you know, mental health and in our family and, and now modeling, um, it's important to, to just be that slingshot for people in life. Yeah. And, you know, pick, if somebody needs a pickup, you know, put them in and just get them as far as you can, 
out there. Yeah. You know? so whether it's for Please. yourself, you know, get out there for your kids. You got to get yourself out there and, and for other people, you know, I think that that's going to bring the most service in life as we continue to grow. Yeah. Um, man, like you said, what was it? Uh, hydrate or dehydrate, man. I, be, I believe yeah. the saying. <laughs> yeah. Two. Hydrate or dehydrate, man. Yeah. Hydrate hey, or you, dehydrate. Heard, you heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, man. Desi Albeda, man. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you, man. Yeah. 100%, man. Thanks for inviting me. 